and welcome back fourth and long fans it's your footy correspondent coach donnie has here back with another aflw round review round seven has come it has gone it is in the books so let's get to it let's jump right into it my co-host a very good friend of the show miss Alyssa zijan Alyssa, how are you doing i'm doing real good i'm glad to be here with you today awesome it is great to have a fellow a fellow expansion member fan on the podcast so this will be a lot of fun unfortunately i think we both know how our teams did this weekend but let's break it down really quick before we jump into the game reviews what are your thoughts of round seven i thought round seven was it was very interesting a lot of things going on um and you know we've got we've starting to see some teams really locked in for the top eight and so it's it's really interesting to see how things are are shaken out as we head into this back half of the season of the season yeah yeah so a few surprises a few a few non-surprises a few holy holy crap moments so we let's let's dive right into it so we've, we've got our initial thoughts let's jump right into it i have to say this first game of the round Carlton St. Kilda. This one shocked me a little bit. I, I I think the Saints a little, I thought the Saints had just a little bit more than they did. So a 44 to 17, a 27 point win by the Blues. Kind of what are your thoughts on this? Because I have to admit, I got to give the, the coach for Carlton a ton of credit. Putting Darcy Vessio behind the footy, I think really helped this Carlton mm-hmm. team because they played so well off that halfback line, helping to really expand the footy forward. Karen Peterson playing well. So uh, a tip on great coaching there because incredible play putting Darcy Vessio behind the football. Yeah, and it was a great game to watch. Um, and yeah, watching Darcy uh, playing right on the ball, it was amazing. Um, you know, not what you expect to see, but a great move. Um, that And watching it, you know, going in, I didn't bag it for Carlton, but one I was watching, I was like, oh, there was a point where I was like, nah, they're, this is their game. Yeah, they definitely, they definitely played really, really well. We'll jump to the next game, which I, I have to say, out west, Mineral Resources Park, I was a tiny bit afraid for Richmond, but Richmond showed that there was nothing to be afraid about. And I've said this in many a podcast, and I will continue to say it. This is my smoky team. This is the team I think you need to keep an eye on, and that is the Richmond Tigers, a 19-point win over the West Coast Eagles, 43-24. Mon Conti, Grace Egan, take a bow, ladies, because you played magnificently. So yeah, abs- it was great. <laughs> I mean, no words. That's all I can say. It's no just, words. It's there are, too good. There are, there are no words, especially Grace Egan's little step that she did to kick that side, to kick one of her goals. They're absolutely fantastic. And oh, I still say beautiful, absolutely magnificent. It, it just that three headed monster of, of Ellie McKenzie, Grace Egan and Mon Conti, when they can get going, they are absolutely mm-hmm. deadly to stop we jumped to the game that i had my eyes very very much locked in on henson park in sydney gold coast suns get the win 49 15 34 point win but i will forever stay the optimist i liked the way sydney played i think they played a really good game mm-hmm. the conditions just didn't work well and when you have a charlie Rowe bottom and you have some of the experience the suns had terrible hannah playing well yeah. jack depai playing well this is a suns this is a suns team they they, they are they're scratching and they're clawing to make this final spot. We'll have to see if they can do it. But the sun, but the, the Swans 
as difficult as the scoreline is, I still see a lot of good things. I think Ella Head's played really well. Beck Privatelli's snap mm-hmm. from, the, from near the pocket was absolutely magnificent goal there. Montana Ham with another good game. There, there's, there's, there's glimpses. There's glimpses of how good this yeah. side can be as the years go on. But I, I think this year is going to be, it's going to be an experience year. It's going to be a year that they're going to have to learn. So it'd be fascinating. Yeah. And I think that's see. true. I think that's true for a lot of the expansion teams. You know, you see these, there's the players are amazing. They, all of them have great players, but they're still learning how to be a team because the team didn't exist until this year. No, and, um, and it, so and I it's think the 10 weeks too, they only had 10 weeks to work together. And I think that's the one thing that, exactly. that you can tell that this time of the year that you, when you have two, three, four, five, six, even seven off seasons, you can, you can tell the difference between the teams, which I think, which I think is, is very obvious in it's, it's just going to be one of those years. Unfortunately, I don't look at the results. I try not to, I try to just focus on the play and how it's going. And I see progress. I, I really, really do. Again, maybe mm-hmm. I'm an eternal yeah. optimist as a Swans fan, but I see, I see a lot of good things. Ruby Wilson, Sergeant as Sergeant Wilson is playing really, really well for a youngster. Ella heads is a youngster, Montana ham, Sophia mm-hmm. Hurley, Cynthia Hamilton, all under 20 years old. So a bright, bright future for the young Swans. We jump over to what I thought was an absolute cracker in Adelaide as the Adelaide Crows get an 18 point win over a Fremantle team that are starting to get their mojo back. They're starting to play Mm -hmm. Fremantle footy, but the Crows just too good in this one. Yeah. Yeah. It was good to, it, it was an interesting watch, I think. It definitely, it definitely was. You you had Ebony Mar- Ebony Marinoff and Ann Hatchard again playing super well, but but I mean the the standout was Chelsea Randall again, absolutely fantastic for Chelsea to to continue to play great footy. Kara uh, Bowers I think had a fantastic. I think she had twelve tackles mm-hmm. in this game, twenty nine disposed. It was absolutely insane. I mean, Bowers yeah, was everywhere. <laughs> it, it was yeah, something ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> well, it's prototypical turbo numbers. I mean, she's back to herself. I think mm-hmm. she had COVID earlier in the year, and I think you could really tell she was not the same Kara Bowers as she was earlier. But she's starting to get back to that little that play that the twelve tackles, the twenty five disposals, and, and she's really that that impact player in the entire game so we jump from there to what has to be said is is the game of the round brisbane lions north melbourne ruse and i yeah, almost mm-hmm. want to say this Alyssa. north melbourne has got to be kicking themselves because if they could kick straight they had a chance to win this game i know yeah they just needed to get it through the middle <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. much more difficult so much more difficult than some people think it is actually and a, a seven point win by the Brisbane Lions. again the Lions are fantastic but I think the Rouge are there they're, they're just this side yeah. I don't know what it is maybe maybe some goal kicking practice I don't know what it is I mean but you have Emma Carney you have Jazzy Garner you have um, mm-hmm. Bruton you have you have um, so many great players on this list. Emma King played a great game in this one. So you got it there. You really, really do. Yeah. It's just, and I mean, they had the scoring opportunities. It's just, they didn't convert it into goals. Three, eight. They're getting, they're getting there. It's just got to kick straight. And well, they, they kicked as many behinds as Brisbane had scoring shots. That that's, that's what really, that's what really has got to, that has got to burn the North Melbourne coaching staff so much because if, if they put half of those, four of those in the goals, North Melbourne wins this game. So, so uh, 
again, I think North is there. I think North and Collingwood are those two teams flirting with the top four. We'll have to see how that goes. Yeah. So we'll jump to jump to the next one as we kind of talked a little bit pre-Mike. This is the game that I know you had your eyes glued on. Hawthorne Hawks, yep. Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide Power, Port, Port fall just a little bit short by 13. And as we just said in the previous just a game, bit. if you kick straight, mm-hmm. Port Adelaide has a chance to win this, but 110. Oh, I hate to say it. You have to, I have to bring out the adage. When I, you kick behind, yeah. you get your behind kicked. Yeah, it's it was a game that was both hard to watch but also exciting to watch a lot of great things were happening but you know every time there was a kick at goal it it didn't quite go didn't quite go where we wanted it to um (laughs) was very hard but watching the rest of the play on the field um was really good olivia levecki in rock Mm -hmm. was amazing she played really Um, well and like like we were saying earlier you know with these expansion teams they're just there's a lot of great things happening. A lot of players are doing really great. It's just getting it cohesive into mm-hmm. a playing style and a playing group all together. Yeah, I agree. And, and the one thing that's got to burn a little bit for Emma, for Aaron Phillips is she had three kicks on goal and all three are behind. She's got it. She's yeah. got to be, she had to have been raging after that game because she's one of those that you would think footy in her hand close to goal. You'd think it's an almost guaranteed goal. So yeah. for her to go and all I, three, that had to burn. That she had to burn has not. Bit. She's not scored a goal as a power player a yet. Power player, yep. Um, which is really unfortunate. And, um, and she's not. It's not like she's playing badly. It's just I think she's being sucked no. up. Well, and I, I think it's a little bit of as as we kind of discussed with Sydney a little bit with some of these expansion teams is that they kind of have that second half fade. They're, they're good in the first half because they're super competitive, yeah. but you can tell that the the conditioning and as a as a group it's just not there. So the second half, they kind of fade. So she's having to come further up the ground to help the defenders. And I mean, and you mm-hmm. still got like 19 year old Abby Ballard in the back has played really, really well for a 19 year old playing fullback. She has played yeah. fantastic for them. And, and Hannah, Hannah Ewings and Abby Dorick in the middle have been playing really well when they, when they've got significantly good matchups, but you had jazz Fleming, you, you had some Caitlin Ashmore in the, for this Hawthorne team, mm-hmm. so some experience and then Jess Duffin in the back as well. So, so it was really, this was a really balanced game. I think play wise, it was just the scoring mm-hmm. really hurt you and, and that's stinks. But again, yeah. there, there's a lot of positives. There's a, there's a lot of things that I really, really liked what port did. So there's absolutely no, there, no problem there. And the best part is, is that when you played at Alberton, you've gotten some good crowds. So I, I think there's plenty oh. Oh, yeah. positives plenty of positives to be there for port so we go from one expansion team to another to what i thought was a cracking game and i thought this was a tester for me geelong versus essendon at warnable a fantastic game geelong get the win by 15 essendon shows really really well but this cats team they're there they are in this today yeah. in this with a chance in the finals and with that stingy miserly defense, and when Georgie Pasparka steps back onto the field with an already dynamite midfield, oh. Nina Morris and Amy McDonald, and Chloe Shear and Shelly Scott kicking goals, keep an eye out for this cat. This cat's team and, and Richmond are the two teams outside of the top five. I think they're going to do damage if they get the right team right there. So as oh, they yeah. just fell a little short in this one, but they, they've got the goods. I, I think they're really built well. The question is, their defense let them down again because they got so much firepower forward and in the midfield, but their defense is where their weakness is. 
Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So it, it'll be quite interesting. We, we jump from that one to, I have to say this, this, this was the shock of the round. 64 point win between the D's and the dogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, did this shock you as much as it did me? Cause I, I was expecting the dogs to be in this game for most of it. Yeah, I know. I was not, I was not expecting it, but Mel, I mean, the dog, yeah, the dogs didn't go how they wanted it to, I don't think. Um, and I mean, the demons were on fire. They were, I don't even know how to describe it. It was, it was, it was really great to see. Um, one of my faves, Alyssa Banyan also was rocking it all game. Um, and took home a number of goals herself. So, yeah, she had, but yeah, I was, I was not expecting it either. Nine disposals. So she had a goal every three disposals. Yeah, that was that was insane. So, but that's just how good she is. She she's one of those. She doesn't need a ton of disposals to make a big impact. And and this is the D's mm-hmm. team that on. If I'm being 100 percent, this was the D's team I was expecting. This dominant, very good, very deep, very strong D's team that I think a couple of games this season they've kind of they they've lowered their their standards a mm-hmm. tiny bit. And again, this is this is nothing on their coaching staff. There's nothing on their players. I just don't think they had the game that they were expecting in some of these. So to see them step up against a legitimate Bulldogs team that's going to make finals, they're going to be a tough out. Yeah. Who, I mean, pardon the wrestling pun, layeth the smacketh down on this dogs team. I mean, and be merciless as they do it. Yeah. Bannon kicking three goals, Harris kicking two goals, Zanka kicking two goals, Mithin having a great game in the middle, Paxman and Pierce running into each other and Paxman continuing in yeah. the game. And still being dominant enough to win this game by 60 plus, that's pretty scary for a lot of the competition. But can this D's team that showed up against the dogs show up in the finals? That will be the mm-hmm. $1 million question. And the final game of the round sees Collingwood a little off, get the win over GWS 46 14, 32 point win. And a huge shout out before we go into this huge shout out, Steph Kiyochi, who I have on this podcast. Absolutely love her 50th game. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Steph and a goal. Congratulations. Keep it up. Legend. Keep up the great work. I think the pies are playing really, really well. A little off 10 behind. So G- yeah. GWS might think they're lucky stars. This wasn't bigger, but again, yeah, exactly. this, this, this pies team, again, they're staunch. They play good defense pretty good midfield even without their two superstars who are out with acls and chloe malloy being able to kick some goals going forward and play that midfield this is again on its day this pies team is dangerous all righty so that will do it for our game reviews we jump to it my normal section here is burning questions so, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be honest with you. I have a port supporter. I got to ask some, some burning questions, a couple of burning questions for a brand new port supporter, plus a couple of normal questions that I ask on the podcast. So we'll go right into it, unless I'm going to test you right now. You've seen this AFLW okay. roster. You've went through it through a fine-tooth comb. Who's your current favorite player? On port? Yep. Um, I... Like I said earlier, I've really been liking watching some of the younger players and starting to see things come up. Olivia Levecki in the ruck has been 
wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing her kind of grow into that. And I, that's current, my current favorite. <laughs> I don't know a different day. It might be a different answer. <laughs> uh, that is great. That, that is not a problem. I, like I said, I have to say Abby Ballard has really caught my attention playing that fullback mm-hmm. role at 19 years oh, old. Yeah. I think she's playing absolutely fantastic. So if, if you, you if you take out, like I said, the, the Hanny Ewings, Abby Dorwicks, those are the ones everybody kind of talks about because they're the, 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 the midfielders that get a lot of disposals. I loved Abby Ballard's game. I think she's played really, really well. Olivia Lavecki has played well. Um, so yeah, I really, really saw again, a young team, uh, Yasmin, uh, Dersma has, when she has played, has played, mm-hmm. I think has played pretty well. She stepped in. So oh, it'll, yeah, be, it'll be sure. fun. Again, this is a lot like, a lot like Sydney. It's, it's a team that's going to grow. It, it, you're, we're going to see how it goes and having Aaron Phillips as your captain, I think is nothing but a good thing for the port power. So we kind of talked about it a little bit, just pre- just previously in the port game, but what do you think has been kind of the biggest problem shall you say with this team uh mm-hmm. w- with port this season yeah i think i mean as we were saying earlier i think it's the cohesiveness a lot of really great players have been coming up and getting experience and they're showing great skills and everything but we haven't seen that um, come together in a cohesive manner as a team i think and so it's starting to get those skills and getting people into the right places and working on this together because I mean, they've only had how many weeks together as a team? I think it was total 10, 10 weeks, I I believe was, was the total training camp for most of them. And then, I mean, as we saw this week, um, just goal, goal kicking. I think they've probably been going to be practicing that, uh, (laughs) this week after the, the past game, uh, but I think it, it's just a matter of getting to be able to spend more time together. And, you know, with Aaron Phillips and Lauren Arnell um, leading through, I think it will get there. Um, it's just, it's about working together and, and getting time to play together. Mm-hmm. All righty. So, so let's, let's go to the fun one. I, I love this is that I, I heard this all the time in the men's season, but, and I have a lot of fun with it because the women's, is a little bit different, but it has a lot of similar characteristics. And the first crack, about around eight, Joey Montagna kept saying, I think the eight is set. I think the eight is set. I think the eight is set. Mm-hmm. So I asked this question, and I like asking it because I like hearing people think, do we think the eight is set? The eight, as we speak, is Brisbane, Adelaide, Melbourne, Collingwood, Geelong, Richmond, North, Gold Coast is the eight western bulldogs nine carlton 10 hawthorne 11 so just looking at that again well let's not dive into it do you think the eight is set or do we think the western bulldogs can slip back into the eight i don't think we're set i think i think there might be some some moving around do we think gold do we think gold coast stays in do the western bulldogs come out or does somebody else fall out what do you think Mm, I think I could I could definitely easily see the Bulldogs uh, going on in there, and then I think it I think yeah I think Gold Coast slipping out. It'll be it'll be interesting. Gold so so just just as a quick preview, Gold Coast this week has Melbourne. The Western Bulldogs have St Kilda. Mm. So so there, so the, and I think yeah. the Western Bulldogs, if I remember correctly, their 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 rest of their their rest of their little um, the rest of their run home 
is not as is not like a cakewalk either because I'll really I'll pull it up here. Round nine, they get the West Coast Western Bulldogs get the West Coast Eagles, and Gold Coast gets Carlton. So you would think both teams should win there. And then last mm-hmm. round, yeah. last round sees the Western Bulldogs play Carlton, and the Gold Coast Suns play the GWS Giants. So I think as long as the Duggies don't drop this round, this this game this yeah. week against against St. Kilda. As long as they don't drop this one against St. Kilda, I think the Duggies get it. I think Gold Coast game against Melbourne, I think, might hurt them. I think that just might cost them the yeah. final spot, which they're going to be right there. So it's, it's still a good season for Gold Coast, but I think they're just, the, the schedule's going to nip them just the tiniest bit on that one. So as I've done in a few previous episodes and, I, and I've let my, oh, I forgot. One last burning question. It's Pride Week. We have Pride Round coming up. Pride Round jumpers are mm-hmm. out. I'm absolutely loving all of them. I think I know the answer to this. What's your favorite Pride jumper that you've seen so far? Uh, the port one. <laughs> how come I knew that? Was, was that the answer I... you were expecting? <laughs> that was the answer I was expecting. I have to say, I've seen ports. I think it's absolutely fantastic. I think it's a magnificent jumper. It's so jumper. cool. It is, it is really, really cool. I love the way they did that. But I got to give a, a special tip of the cap to, to Western Bulldogs doing the transgender flag. I think that is absolutely yeah. a, a great, great touch by the Western Bulldogs there. Uh, the North Melbourne Ruse one is fantastic. Sydney's is a lot like the one I have over my shoulder just the tiniest bit with a little more white in it mm-hmm. uh, for the women's squad. Um, so all the ones that I've seen have been fantastic. Again, they do such a great job. It's absolutely great there. So, but I'm, I'm with you. I think right now Port is my favorite. Port's pride jumper has been my favorite. I love Sydney, but Port's is really, really cool. So I got to give a little bit yeah. of a tip of the cap to that one. So now back to what I was originally talking about. For anybody that's listened to it, I do my team of the round. I, I let Alyssa know a little bit about this I, since I added this from previous episodes. So I'm going to start in the defense because, because, again, being a coach, eight's on the it's on the side. So it'll be interesting to see this. Starting at defenders, Karen Peterson of the Carlton Blues. Again, as I've said many times, when you can make scoreboard impact with goals and goal assists, you get a lot of love from me. West Coast Charlotte Thomas, I think, played absolutely fantastic for West Coast. She didn't make a scoreboard impact, but she was everywhere in that game against the Richmond Tigers. I think really helped keep West Coast in the game. She had several intercept marks that I think if she doesn't come down with it, Richmond kicks goals and that that lead blows out big time. Eileen Sharon, I mean, she's been the sensation of the round. As we see anybody that's on the YouTube, Alyssa's cat is trying to play the ultimate spoiler (laughs) on this episode for sure. Absolutely fantastic. I love it. It has to be the center of attention. I love it. Uh, From Eileen Sharon. She loves it. Exactly. Uh, Norse Emma Carney, again, she's moved to the halfback line. It's been absolutely great for them. Mm-hmm. And GWS's Jody Hicks is the last of the defenders on the starting line. Into the midfield, again, one of the most difficult spots to get into because so many great performers. West Coast Emma Swanson, Richmond's Mon Conti and Grace mm-hmm. Egan, Adelaide's Chelsea Randall, and Melbourne's Eliza West. Again, an incredible mm-hmm. midfield yeah. there. Absolutely fantastic. Again, I couldn't get Maddie Persparkus in and she had 37 disposals because again, I go scoreboard impact. Unfortunately, Maddie had 37, mm-hmm. but she had no scoreboard impact in the game where all of these lovely young ladies, all of them kicked at least one goal in this. So hard to keep them out. Ruck Bree Moody, again, continuing to show why she's always in discussion for all Australian in the ruck. Going forward, Essendon's Bonnie Too Good. Geelong's Chloe Shear, 
Melbourne's Alyssa Bandon and Taylor Harris. And last, Chloe Malloy of the Collingwood Magpies are the five forwards. Again, all of them kicking at least two goals in their game. So have to give them some love. We jump to the bench. And on the bench, I do defender, rock, midfielder, forward, and a utility that can be any of the positions. My defender, Sarah Hartwig, when you can go forward as a defender, kick a goal, you always get a tip from me. Adelaide's Caitlin Gould, you kick two goals as a rock you instantly get a tick from Coach S. Melbourne's Hawthorne's Tilly Lucasrod. Unfortunately, that, that might be a, a, an evil name for our, our co-host here because, uh, unfortunately, Miss Tilly Miss Lucasrod was the one that put the final goal to really cement the game there. And then I can say the same thing for the next two. Jack Depay of the Gold Coast and Gold Coast Claudia Whitford are the final two forward and utility that round out my team of the round from the team of the round i go to power rankings and anybody that's listened to the previous two episodes it hasn't changed because my teams keep winning collingwood at five brisbane at four melbourne at three richmond at two and adelaide still at one again richmond's four five and oh i can't take them down i can't step them down though melbourne and brisbane played really really well i can't take them down a step because they keep Mm -hmm. they both just keep winning so my power rankings really easy every week when all five of them win so makes it a nice bit, and consistent a little bit easier there absolutely for sure so let's jump to it the way the way the episodes always end let's tip i know it's monday there could be injury reports all that but let's do some tipping we jump to it friday night icon park carlton v richmond who do you like in this one um, I mean, like we said earlier, Richmond is really um, coming through. I, I think I'm going to go Richmond. All right. I am with you on that one. I got Richmond in this one. I think Richmond just a little bit too strong again. Carlton a little bit inconsistent. Yeah. I, I'm interested to see where they play Darcy Vessio. Um, that'll, that'll be very fascinating to see how the Carlton coaching That's staff uh, place um, them uh, on the field because that halfback line really worked well. So he is just being Mr. Attention Seeker, isn't he? <laughs> he almost knocked down a, a, a picture frame, so I had to move Uh-oh. him. Uh-oh. All right. Up to Metricon Stadium to the Brisbane Lions, the Adelaide Crows, the game of the round. This will be an epic one mm. on Friday morning, at least here in the States. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm going to tip Brisbane in this one. I like Brisbane's run and gun through the midfield. I think Adelaide has kind of been beneficial of playing some teams that have been less than impressive. I like them playing up at Metricon. They they, mm-hmm. they play Queensland really well. How does Adelaide handle the, the little bit of the difference uh, of, of weather up there? So I'm going to tip the Lions, but I think this one's a dandy on Friday morning. Yeah, I'm going to go with you. Um, partially just from sometimes I tip by heart and I just, Uh I tend to not tip Adelaide (laughs) just from as a port supporter. Um, it just feels wrong. This is the one week you don't, you don't have to feel so bad for it because you're not tipping (laughs) against your best interest. Uh, It's true. It's true. All righty. So in, in from one Adelaide to another Adelaide is Port Adelaide at Alberton Oval host the North Melbourne Ruse. As much as I would love to tip Port in this one, I just think North and their experience is just going to be a little bit too much. Port Adelaide will be scrappy. They'll be in this, but I think North just a little too good. Yeah. I mean, if I'm tipping with my heart, it's Port and I fully believe in them, but <laughs> I, I can, I can definitely agree and see the other side when you're thinking rationally about who's 
who's gonna win but uh, i'm just gonna i'm gonna stay with port and just be very 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 hopeful very loyal that we pull it all together <laughs> very uh, very hopeful that is not a that is not a problem i appreciate the passion because i i, I some there are sometimes i i wish i could just shut off my normal thinking brain sometimes with that because it happens with me icon park accident host sydney mm -hmm. uh i yeah I, i'm gonna ask the question but i'm pretty sure i know who, who do you got in this one i'm gonna go essendon uh, on this one all right they've been it's... playing pretty well and i'm uh... sorry <laughs> I'm it's sorry. fine. You, you you will not offend me at all. I just I asked him just a little bit too good in this one. Just just George George yeah. G Bonnie too good. Maddie Persparkus. The matchups the matchups are going to be interesting to see. Does Brianna Tarrant get Bonnie too good? How does the midfield? I mean, I love. Can't wait to see Montana Ham Maddie Persparkus. I think that'll be an interesting matchup to mm -hmm. see how that one goes in the midfield. I just. I'm hoping Ali Morfitt can get up on top of Lucy uh, on top of the Wales sister that plays for Essendon. Maybe that might give Sydney a chance. I, I like, I think Essendon is going to win this one, but I, I keep an eye on Sydney. I think there's, there's a sneaky chance to stay close in this one. I think Essendon, I think Essendon okay. is reeling a little bit after a few weeks and Sydney starting to play a little bit better footy. They're starting to kind of get their, their regular squad that I think they want there because they've had some injuries. Maddie Collier had an ankle injury earlier in the year. Montana ham was out for several weeks. So I'm, I'm starting to think there's, we're starting to kind of see a little bit more of what we thought we would get at the start of the year, barring injuries. So I as in to win this one, but I think Sydney is sneaky in mm -hmm. this one. So sneaky in this one. Okay. Um, down also at Icon Park, um, Geelong v West Coast. Uh, West Coast is a good team, but Geelong is just they they're a team of destiny yeah. right now. They just keep winning. I mean, when you win without Georgie Persparkus, you've automatically improved it. Now you get Georgie Persparkus into this dangerous midfield. I love Emma Swanson, Ashling McCarthy. This is a great West Coast. This is a good West Coast team that got some talent. They just don't have the horses to yeah. stay with it, especially if Chloe Shear and Shelly Scott are kicking goals. It's going to be difficult. I got Geelong in this one, and this could be Geelong big. Yeah. I mean, Geelong's going and trying to get into that top four. So we'll see. But I, yeah, I really, Geelong. All righty, up to back up to Metricon Stadium is Gold Coast take on the Melbourne Demons. I don't think I'm jumping too far. You have the Demons in this one. Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> these and these big. Unfortunately, I, I I think this is this is really where this is the this is the unfortunate mm -hmm. death nail to Gold Coast's chances of making the finals, in my opinion. Unless we get a few hairy results later on down to Mars stadium and yep. Ballarat as the Western Bulldogs take on the St. Kilda saints. I think the doggies bounce back. I think this is a perfect opponent for them to bounce back on doggies. And I think the doggies play really well. Doggies win this one over the saints. Yep. I agree. I think the dogs can, can do it and start to get back into the playing. All righty. An intriguing one here. I'm fascinated to see what you think of this back up to Sydney Henson park, GWS Hawthorne. So is the sting so mm -hmm. deep that you will tip the Sydney Siders, or do you think do you think Hawthorne gets four in a row? I don't know. I mean, I want to say Hawthorne, but I, how long can they keep this going? The way, and here's here's how I look at it like this: GWS is struggling with with no tape mackerel with some of the injuries yeah. that they have. Pepper Randall has been a, a massive uh, um, loss for them. 
And Cambridge McCormick has done her yeoman's work as much as she can for being a far undersized um, rock with Fleur Davis going down early in the season. So I, I'm going to be crazy. I, Beck Goddard's got some magic. She, she's, she's twirling yep. that magic wand and she's got this Hawthorne team humming. I think they go to Henson park and they think they get a win. I I'm tipping Hawthorne in this one mm-hmm. because I like what they're doing. Eileen Gilroy is everywhere. Uh, Sophie, Sophie Locke. Uh, so many of the young players are playing well. Jasmine Fleming has been fantastic. Jess Duffin has, has seen a, a, a increase in her impact. Caitlin Ashmore again is misconsistent on the wing. So I just, I, I, I like what Hawthorne is doing. I think GWS is in the doldrums. Hawthorne is on a high unless GWS can jump them quickly and kind of put some fear into the mm-hmm. back of Hawthorne. I think Hawthorne just got a little too much. I'm going to tip the, the Hawks in this one. I think this is a pretty good one. Yeah. In Hanson Park though. Yeah. I, it'll be a good one to watch. All right. And the other great game of the round, I cannot wait to watch this one. Even if it, even if I have to watch it in a tape delay and that is Fremantle at the Fremantle oval hosting Collingwood mm-hmm. Fremantle playing well, Collingwood winning games, but not as impressively as I thought. How do you, how, how do you see this one turning out? Yeah. I, Given what we've been seeing from these teams, I can kind of go either way. I don't know. I'm not strongly drawn either. I think I'd go Collingwood. Um, I hope if they start getting it back together, they've been having, they've been winning, but not by much. But if they, if they keep it up and get it back together a little bit and start to see the Collingwood we saw before, I think they've got it. Yeah, I just I, I think Collingwood's playing really, really well. Fremantle again, there's still there's still some cogs missing. The Antonio the the Antonios, I think, be both being out still really hurts, especially Ebony Antonio. I think is a massive loss for this 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 Dockers team. I like the Pies in this one, but I think this one's a cracker. I think this one comes down to the fourth quarter. I think the Pies have played in some mm-hmm. close games. I think it's really going to help them out. So I got the Pies in this one, but it it is a close one. I, I think Fremantle. They've got the horses to be able to stay with Collingwood. I just don't think they have enough firepower to op- to beat them score-wise. I think Collingwood's got more yeah. scorers. Fremantle is still trying to figure out after Anya Tig and Emily Odri- Emily Driscoll, where's the goals coming from? And you know, Livingston yeah. will take Anya Tig, and then you'll probably get Butler, you'll probably get Butler on uh, on O'Driscoll. So those are both matchups that I think. They, they kind of suit Collingwood a little bit more than Fremantle. So I think Collingwood win this one, but it's a close one. So looking at that is all nine games. Again, I, I, I have to be weird. I love saying nine games because knowing that all the teams are playing is fantastic. The AFLW again, I'm a, I'm a nuffy when it comes to it. Absolutely. Absolutely love it. So that is all nine games for next round. Again, Alyssa, thank you again for joining me again. Uh, it is so great to be able to talk with you again. Another an Amer- another American that loves footy. You keep track of the yeah. AFLW. Sometimes I think I'm a little bit of a white herring. Most of the Americans that I chat with, they just they don't have as much time for it as myself. So this is why I do this yeah. AFLW podcast because I think the the girls need it. They really, really need. Oh the yeah, great, the, you got to the show them exposure. the support exactly and, and, and it's it's a great product I, I i love the way the girls yeah. attack the footy i think sometimes and i some people may be saying i'm besmirching the, the men's game but sometimes i think the women go harder at the footy than the men do and that's that's 100 honest from a guy that watches both very very closely yeah. i really do believe the women sometimes go harder at the footy which is absolutely great so 
Alyssa, again, thank you so much for joining me again, ladies and gentlemen. This of has course. been another episode of Donnie's Disposals Round 8. The Pride Round will be out again next week. And keep an eye out, ladies and gentlemen. USAFL Nationals is this weekend. I am all set, mm-hmm. ready. I've got everything set for my trip to California. So you may see some mini interviews. I, I'm going to try to catch up with some friends out there. I know Rick Shibani from the LA Dragons, Drea Casillas from the New York Ma- Drea Casillas from the New York Magpies, Peter Holden from Wharf Radio. I'm going to try to get some short mini chats maybe with them just to kind of give you some tips on how things are going at AFLW. Keep an eye on my team, the Des Moines Roosters. I will the the roosters um, Twitter page, Instagram and all that to see how we were doing. And I've just found out confirmation, the division four, which is the league we're in the grand final will be streamed. So cross our fingers. If we can get to the grand final, our game will be streamed online this year. So we're going to try to get there. So then roosters nation can watch us play live. So that will be our episode for this week. Have a wonderful week, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe and we will see you again next week.